Jack. So uh, what's going on this week? Well, we uh, we have our first official special guest joining us this week. It is none other than Greg from the Web3 uh, high-end, extremely important collection of pixel books. Yeah, we had uh, we had some technical difficulties getting everyone connected. So uh, I'm going to let him introduce what Pixelbooks is, and then I'm going to uh, drop it back in when our conversation was uh, nice and clear for everybody. Rock and roll. Pixelbooks started uh, about a year ago. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary, but it's an art project that... Um, aims to merge the Jamban and Web3 communities. Um, so um, we've really just trying to build up a, uh, you know, a music community with shared interests where we can talk about what shows we're hitting and shows that we just seen and, and um, any up upcoming performances, just anything we want to talk about. And um, we stream a lot of shows in our, in our Discord server and uh, just try to have fun and and stick to the music and um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. We've uh, we've networked with a lot of great uh, other great projects, including fan sets and um, and just trying to keep it rolling, have some fun. About it, you know, the day uh, the day of the original mint, and uh, we both jumped in, and I think that it's been. Uh an incredible, you know, breath of fresh air and different type of, you know, alternate side community to the one that we've all been a part of for, for quite some time with, you know, uh, we all have very similar interests and then our interest for Web3 on top of it, which is even cooler, kind of gives it a whole new spice. That's really been the best part is just meeting both people that have been involved in Pixelworks and then also um people that have started other projects like you guys and um and then just random people that are involved in you know social media meme accounts things like that and then uh and now as that grows um seeing them at shows seeing them at planning events with them um you know we did that great uh super super fest event um back in uh back in december during fish tour which was a blast and got to meet jack in person and um, it's just been uh, it, it's that that's kind of been the icing on the cake getting to, getting to meet people in real life finally after after talking with them on the internet for so long. All right, here's the rest of our conversation with Greg. Enjoy. Does anybody have a pixel book tattoo yet? No, someone once said they were going to get one. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. Um, but I hope it does. That would be huge. We did send wow. a shirt to Australia, which was like a pretty big deal. <laughs> that felt cool. like uh, that felt important. Um, yeah, no tattoos yet. Hmm. I recently saw uh, a thread in uh, one of those Facebook groups, Fish Inc. And it, Fish Inc. is about posters, right? But and they're like relatively very stringent about like how, you know, like it's like the serious poster group on Facebook where like, you know, if it's uh, you post something that's not about posters, it's getting removed like right away. 
<laughs> and somebody posted something that was about in that group about fish tattoos. And he's like, well, this is technically about fish ink. So <laughs> like, can everybody show off their fish tattoos? And it is a very entertaining thread. Oh, <laughs> like the amount of people imagine. that posted pictures of fish tattoos is crazy. And Do you remember so, like any of the cool ones that you saw? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there was one, uh, let me think there was a couple. So the first one that really caught my eye was, um, of Trey and it's like all green and yellow and there's like a space he's in space kind of holding his uh guitar over his head like his like jedi kind of thing that he does and there's a spaceship above him that's like sending a beam down and he's getting he's like attracted the spaceship or the spaceship is like sucking him up i'm not sure it's uh (laughs) there was another one there was a bunch actually where like you know that like effect that some tattoos have where like your skin is ripped open and you can see like what's underneath. No, but okay. (laughs) So it's like, it's like some people have these like very high detailed tattoos where like, you know, like an animal, like scratch their arm and there's like gashes, but but you can see like under the, like what's under the skin. And like like Terminator, like arms. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like they have and those decals on cars sometimes that look like the car was like in an accident or something, and, and right. And Same like, vibe. can you guess? Can you guess what people had underneath their skin? <laughs> the polka dot. The yes, donuts. The donuts. The donuts. Yes, yeah. like full donut design, like <laughs> under the skin. <laughs> that's a, we're that's all made very... of donuts on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very. I knew someone one. with like. I knew someone with a, a the the junta mouse, you know, like that kind of mouse with a fishing rod. I knew that. That's yeah. the first yeah. thing that comes to my head. That like that's the first yeah. thing. Yeah, that's like, probably like, like a classic. Yet I didn't see any in this thread. Wow. Well, yeah, uh, a very popular, very very popular, done like in many different ways by many different artists was a bird of some sort, likely a mockingbird supposed to be a mockingbird holding carrying reading flying near a bird a, a book, book. Yeah. that said you know helping friendly book or read the book usually but not always with a lizard dressed in armor close by <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah are they taking up like their whole backs these are these are big intricate tattoos <laughs> there was some that were like full sleeve like full leg you know like i actually saw one year at the man and i had i stopped and took a picture of a guy who had who obviously wasn't wearing a shirt like this was his chance to not wear his shirt and show <laughs> off this full back tattoo of all four band members like wow real like horrible photo realistic art but like yes all four band members like like that big cypress t-shirt not even close to as good as that much large <laughs> much larger as well anyway it's gotta be was... hard to like meet someone under those circumstances like what happens like when you're finally getting intimate and you take off your shirt and she's like what what's on your back <laughs> yeah 
I, I, I feel you. Unless she's like... You have to have that conversation to begin with, I guess. She might have a lot of ink too, you know? That's who they uh, they gravitate towards. Yeah. Well, I'm there not a... going to get a Pixelwood tattoo, just Aww. so you know. That's but funny. I have 10. I have a, you don't I need have to decide right now. You don't need to decide right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm staying open-minded. Stay but, open, uh, exactly. Leaning, leaning now. Yeah. Um, Before we get into it, and I, I guess we've already sort of got into it, but uh, I want to really commend you guys on this podcast because this this takes a lot of balls, not only to start a podcast, but also just to the stuff you guys talk about. You know, like like you said about the um, the poster thread. As you know, fish fish fans take their fish very seriously, and you guys yeah. cover a lot of like tough topics where you know and you're you know you're, you're you're working off your mind here right you're live so um you know and, and you're you're referencing shows and you're talking about tape trading and technology and like all this stuff that you know you know people are gonna uh are gonna know about and comment on and and criticize you about like it, it's great that you're you're able to talk about this stuff it's uh it, again it takes a lot of balls thank you Thank you. And I appreciate you know, that. I mean, it's just two guys that love fish. I mean, we all in our own way laugh or, you know, there's things we connect with. There's things that don't make sense to us. I mean, we're, you know, whether it's, you know, the rail or whether it's the tarps or whether it's whatever it is, you know, like everyone has their own perspective on these things. And when you look out in the audience and there's 18,000 people or 30,000 people, depending on where you are, you know, there's a... Uh, a lot, you know, of a lot of opinions. different opinions on these things and we're just oh, yeah. uh we're just two guys you know that like a good show and we've been uh but like what is a good lit- show really man like what is it what defines Every show. good <laughs> no no way <laughs> but speaking of which i'll ask you both this question what is your daily like most reliable or most interesting source for fish's current events like do you go to facebook do you go to twitter do you go to pt do you go to net like when you want to like get the vibe of like what's going on today what's everybody thinking where the where's the funny things is it like instagram memes like because i don't spend a lot of time on facebook but it seems that every time i log in it's like a lot of fish groups posting a lot of stuff that goes all over the place and like, I don't spend a lot of time on .NET or PT, but I guess like Twitter, I've spent more time on recently in the last year or two. Um, but it, they're all so different, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say Twitter's my number one spot, right? Because there's really a vibrant fish community on there. Um, and, you know, there's fish from the road and, you know, the official account. So, you know, if they're announcing a tour or whatever you know there's all that stuff and then there's all the you know you can see snippets of people throw up a from a show you know or you know they'll throw something up even at set break and stuff so twitter for sure is like how i access the real time uh goings on and then instagram is where i just that's just like dumb dumb memes (laughs) yeah it's the most hilarious memes and I'll show them to my wife. We'll be like, look at this. This is so good. And she just like stares at me blankly because I love it so much. And the memes just like, they hit so close to home. But if you don't, if you haven't spent, you know, decades in that, <laughs> then maybe they're not as hilarious. And the other thing that I love about Instagram 
is there's some really great accounts that just throw up, you know, on their stories, uh, video from like the day or the kind of week, right? Like depending on how, whatever they got, right? And I love, you know, they'll throw up like a sick piece of a Rebo. They'll throw up, you know, um, they threw up some stuff from like the Greek the other day because it was like, you, you know, at that time. And I just love those because you get these, you just get these like the little time capsules and like to see the video and you're just like, I, I rock out to those a lot. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, I, I mean, big, I was a big, uh, <clears throat> I was a big dot netter for a while. Um, wow. I still, I still check it pretty frequently, but I don't post as much, um, kind of since I started pixel books, but, um, I always thought that they're, they're always great for, um, current events and also just like, uh, reviews of shows and all that sort of stuff. I, I can, I can go, I can deep dive on that site for a while. And for the most part, I like the, the people on that site, um, I've met a lot of good people through that site. So, um, and I think, I think like Twitter and Twitter's good for like instant things going on, you know, like if something gets announced or like there's a show going on, you'll get like instant feedback there. And again, uh, Instagram's just, just your, your eye candy. Yeah. But like what you've done with discord, like personally, like that's one of the things that I check frequently just to like see because like that is like the people who are in your the pixelbooks discord are like very much in tune and keeping track of what's going on and personally like of all the apps discord to me seems like the most interactive personally with people actually having a conversation like twitter is one thing like you're replying to someone's tweet and then maybe they reply but they see it you know it's just like and there's there is a larger community there, but there's just so many tweets that people are seeing on their timeline that it's like way less focused, right? Whereas like in Discord, if you're there and you're looking, you know exactly what you're there for and what you're talking about. So like me personally, I, I find that Discord has really made things much more uh, like grassroots in a sense, you know, where you're like actually talking to people who are there for the same specific reason and there's nothing else flashing around and distracting you. Yeah, it feels more like a conversation, I think, than like any of the other um, uh, programs, you know, any, any yeah. of the other accounts. Um, also, streaming's been huge. We're still kind of working out kinks and, and trying to provide like the best experience for people. But when there's a good show and we can get you know, 30, 40 people in there and, and strike up a good conversation about the show and watch it together. You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of been the best like couch touring experience for me where it's all usually like rather isolating and like, I'm just on the couch by myself, you know, no, I, the show, I totally which is like agree. fun too, but. Yeah. Know. I mean, streaming a show in your discord has allowed me to like really uh, shill my opinions real quick. <laughs> to, any, to everybody that, that's listening and, and watching as well and like i you know for for me living on the west coast like when a show is streaming it's usually starting at like 4 30 5 o'clock and you know i'm not that is not the time of day where i can just be like sitting and watching a show on the couch i, ha I have like an airpod in and i'm playing it on my phone 
And when something happens, I'm going in and inter, you know, interjecting in the chat. Um, just cause like, you know, kids, dinner time, bath time, all those times that happen between five and eight when it's basically the show is happening. Um, and it's great. I, I'm really into streaming shows on, on the Pixelworks Discord. Yeah, it's hard. Um, like you said, East Coast, it's hard for the West Coast because, you know, the shows start really late. And right. I'm like not a, I'm not really like a, a night owl. You know, I, I need my, my beauty sleep. And um, like even Working. tonight, I was like, I'll stream the Disco Biscuits, which are playing out in Colorado or somewhere. And, um, you know, the show doesn't start until 10 which means I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to stay up for that whole show or, you know, much of it, or, you know, even the first set, but, um, you know, if something goes wrong with the, with the stream or, or, you know, I, I can't really control that cause I'll be sleeping even if I just leave it on my computer. So there's a lot of challenges there too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> couch tour for me has never really been like a thing. You know, like I, I love fish and I like listening to fish, but I like listening to it like when I'm not distracted, you know, like when I can actually listen to it, which isn't that often. Um, it's like when I'm driving, when I'm like walking the dog, you know, like those, those few times, like if I'm sitting at home at five o'clock, six o'clock, watching it on the television, there is no peace no no chance for concentration it'd be and... nice if, if fish made it a little bit more um more affordable you know so then you wouldn't feel like goose nugs just partnered with goose to do their whole spring tour for for nug subscribers so if you pay you know whatever it is 15 dollars a month to subscribe to nugs you can stream all those goose shows the whole tour you know for what you were paying anyway whereas you know, live fish is what, like 20 bucks a show or whatever it is, you know, if you're, if you're tuning in and out, you're not, you're not going to pay that kind of money to, uh, to watch the show. It's more of a commitment. So it'd be yeah. nice if they, you know, especially if you're a live fish subscriber, they should just make all the shows free for you or, you know, much more. Well, Nugs, Nugs powers live fish. You never know. I'm sure these are conversations that you know, are not happening in isolation. But I, I agree with you guys, because I have loved the opportunity to couch tour when there's an event, right? Like, let's say I want to catch a New Year's show, or there, I mean, there's something that I'm just not going to make it out to, but I want to see it, right? That, I mean, it's incredible to have, but you're right, it's like a thing, you know, I got to get it dialed in, you, you know, you pay for it, you pull it up on the TV, you don't want anyone, you know, it's like, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next two and a half hours. So, you know, like, I'll be here, you know, it's like a whole thing. Whereas dipping in, um, being able to dip in and dip out definitely is cool. Um, also, like, now they stream pretty much every show. So it's yeah. almost like exhausting to, you know, to, to, to be able to couch tour all the time, because it, you know, because there's a show every night, whereas like, like when they did like the dinner and a movies, you know, those felt like really special and you tuned in for those because it was only once a week and it was like a really unique experience. But when it's every night, you kind of don't feel like there's, I don't know, you, you like don't feel the pressure, but also do feel the pressure to, to listen every night. Yeah. Those dinner you know, and the movies were great. Oh, it so just good. felt like it really felt, I don't know, kind of special and cozy. And like, I don't know, like, you know, and everyone, 
you know, there was the whole dinner angle. So they posted every, what everyone was doing. It was like, what a cool way. I mean, it really illustrates how deep the community is, you know, because like they were like, let's do dinner and a movie. And here's people from, well, all over the world, I guess. But, you know, connecting on a what? Like it was a Tuesday, right? Tuesday, yeah. You know? And I just thought that was, that was. People bought like big, you know, big uh, screens and put them outside and had campfires. Like it was so, it was so cool. Yeah, that was a pretty cool endeavor and cool that, cool for them, like to see the response, right? I mean, I think that it was a great idea for them to have, but then to see how much the community engaged in that is like, that's pretty, I mean, imagine that's so rewarding. You're just like, wow, you know, (laughs) that's really cool. It also just makes you realize like how much, um, how much collateral like they have in their fall you know how much how much music and and video they have that is like not released yet and is just waiting to be seen well you know you that's a really interesting point right there because there is so much that i'm surprised how much footage they have even from the old days but even if we don't go back that far into the 90s like what we're, we're doing this with fan sets too, you know? So we want to do something special with Big Cypress and we haven't really complete, we have a whole bunch of ideas and we haven't narrowed down on one yet. But we want to do something special with Big Cypress, obviously. But like, what, what does Fish do with Big Cypress, right? It's never been released, even in, you know, it's never, like, there's no video, there's no movie, there's no nothing. Like, but you know, that there, you know that exists. Right. Like, you know that there's content. You know that, for so many people, that was really an extraordinary experience, right? Um, I'm so curious. Like, there's a reason. There has to be a reason they haven't even put it out, like how yeah. they did with the Gorge, or like, or uh, Clifford, those Clifford uh, Ball DVDs. You know, like, yeah, Clifford <laughs> Ball. Exactly. They haven't done that yet, which leads me to believe like they could if they wanted to. So, that, is there like a real reason why they haven't? Like, is there a, a, a reason to be excited? Like, are they they want to make it special. I don't know. Like, I'm so curious about that in particular. Fish has always been good about that though, right? Like just like waiting and waiting and waiting until like the anticipation and excitement builds up until like, and then releasing it at a really opportune time and uh, getting people excited. So maybe that's what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's probably an ace they got up their sleeve, you know, that they're just for sure letting simmer. And uh, when the time time arrives, I'm sure they'll drop it. You know, it's not going to be hidden away forever, please, Aculus. You know, <laughs> let it loose. Yeah. Let, you know, maybe for their 40th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe for their 50th. Where do you guys do most of your listening now? Not couch tour, but like most of your just general consumption. Like what program? No, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, when you're going to put fish on, you know, okay, like, in the old days, we had tapes, right? And that was the only way. Yeah. What do we, what do you do now? I'm a live, I'm a live fish subscriber. I, I used to stick with re-listen because I'm cheap, but um, eventually I was like, I can afford this. <laughs> and so um, I do split it with a friend. So it's, <laughs> it's not that expensive. <laughs> I yeah. still am cheap. But um, but it's great. I, uh, I I love having access to all those shows. I like I really <clears throat> like uh, being able to listen to the show the next day, like the live shows, like the especially the West Coast shows that I can't stay up for. Being able to hear you know a, a crisp show the next day is is worth it for me. 
I agree. I mean, I still listen a lot on re-listen because I listen to a lot of uh, 1.0 stuff. And there is a lot of 1.0 stuff on Live Fish, but there isn't everything. And uh, I usually try to listen to like fish story, like what happened today, you know? Yeah, that's and, and not uh, <clears throat> not normally available on live fish unless I'm looking at 3.0 stuff. Uh, like today, there's only one show that was ever played today. And it's like from 93, maybe. Uh, or earlier. And it's not even a complete recording. But mm-hmm. I listened to it. And it was pretty crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that a little bit with the um, the winter 03 run because uh, they just had their the 20th anniversary of that, and um, I didn't I didn't always listen to complete shows. But I mean, what was nice about that is all those are are on live fish without you know without a problem like that whole that whole run. Um, yeah. so it was easy to listen to that, and I would just kind of listen to the highlights from each day. I've been, I kind of talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I've been having fun with the, with the live, with like the radio button in the live fish app in the upper left-hand corner, which is just like the shuffle mix. Yeah. Um, the, randomizer, just, the randomizer, you guys coined it? The, the randomizer. So like, obviously, you know, you're like, oh, I, you know, like Jack, you said you like listening to fishery, um, you know, or, you know, I'll get an inspiration and be like, oh, I want to listen to like this or that, you know, but really I'm working from my knowledge every time I do that. Right. It's like, Oh, I, you know, on this day, I know this, they played this in 98. I'll listen to that again or whatever. But the cool thing about the randomizer is I'm, I'm finding all these really cool nuggets that I wouldn't, you know, like the catalog's so deep, whether you're on re-listen or live fish, doesn't matter. It's like what year, I don't know, any time in the last 20, you know, like yeah. you, you gotta, there's so much, so many decisions have to be made. What year, what tour, what month, what day, what, what city, you know, what set? You gotta go all the way down. And the randomizer's been really surfacing some cool stuff for me. And you're right, you're right, Jack. It's definitely a it leans heavy 3.0. Um, but you know, the cool thing for me is like that's where personally a lot of my intimate knowledge in a weird way of shows is less is more fuzzy in 3.0 you know i didn't i was almost less active you know i wasn't you know for a whole bunch of reasons like family and stuff i was like less connected i wasn't on twitter we didn't have pixel looks we didn't have fan sets you know (laughs) like i was super engaged in the community in my youth and then loved catching a show when i didn't have to drive too far as I got older, just because of commitments and stuff, right? So the cool thing for me is like diving into, you know, 15, 14, 17, you know, these are years that tours would go by and I would not really be connected to the shows. So for me, it's actually kind of fun. But I know, Jack, you were, those were some of your, some of your you, know, you, put in, you put in some serious work in that time, so. <laughs> yeah, I definitely hit, a, I've hit a lot of shows in 3.0, but like, to be completely honest, I've, don't there have been very long stretches in the last 10 years where i don't listen to fish at all when i'm not listening to them in person and i don't know it's just like phases you know like i i guess like in the years that i that i that i see them a lot 
you know, like I don't feel the need to hear the show, either the shows that I've just seen or older shows because that like itch has been scratched and I'm just listening to a lot of the Grateful Dead. Um, (laughs) But I usually find that like in the months, in the month or weeks leading up to when I'm going to see them live, I listen to it more. Um, But like after I've seen them, I just like don't feel the need really to like scratch that itch. And I'm usually listening to other, other things. Um, But we do have a pretty big fish anniversary coming up like right now. Happening. Which? 25 oh. years since the island tour. Island tour? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You're right. What do you, do you guys do any of those shows? No, unfortunately I, I did not. not. It was I was only at uh I was only at 4398. So that was I guess a good one. I, was, I was 17 at the time. Wow. Yeah. Wish I yeah, wish I, I remember more. I remember uh I remember one of my friends got got felt up by a guy, uh, a friend, not like a stranger, um at the show and I remember one of my friends passed out during the show and I I had to be the the like sucker that that took her outside to like give her some fresh air and like make sure she was all right and I missed uh missed like some a loving cup or something like that bummer yeah that's kind of that's a bummer story yeah yeah no but it was a great great show great (laughs) great memories yeah it was uh I'm sure it'll be well celebrated on twitter yeah coming up yeah I mean that that was a great run for sure it really I mean, was, 98, you know? you know, everyone was so excited this fall, right? About 97 and even on, uh, you know, there were podcasts like Under the Scales and stuff, you know, they did that awesome, 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 where they just kind of dissected so many of those shows, which I thought was so interesting. And then, um, you know, obviously in our own, you know, uh, Web3 fan community, you know, we we had spaces and we got excited about those shows too. I wonder, like... Obviously, 97 is so celebrated, but like 98 was just this, it was so good. You know, I wonder, are we going to be as excited as we get into summer and, and, and fall 98? Or, or what do you think, Jay? I don't think there, there will be as much, uh, as much fervor as there was for 97. Because like, even before the 25th anniversary of, you know, fall 97 it has always been regarded as like the apex tour of 1.0 right like there's obviously some other moments some other you know runs that have high esteem but like fall 97 the cal funk era is when like the sound evolved into what they'd been working towards a lot of people i'm no expert and there's lots of you know people talking about it but I, i personally think that it holds the highest regard for a reason you know that cowbell was just was just getting a lot of a <laughs> lot of a lot of danging and yeah. uh and some of the things that came out of it were just uh extremely special and every year has special moments and that's what's great about fish we've talked about it where it's like you never know what you're gonna get and that's why people are going to see them hundreds of times because every night has the potential for something that you will never forget. It doesn't always happen, but every night it can happen. And that I 
think is one of the biggest draws that this band has is that you never know when they're going to come out of left field and pull something that you could have never anticipated. Right? Yeah, totally. What do we think is going to happen at, uh, do we think anything fun is going to happen at MSG this summer? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting point. Like, you know, they, I, I, I do believe that this wasn't what they originally planned. I, I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but like, it seems like they had bigger, a bigger idea for MSG and like had to, I don't know, cut the number of shows in half or whatever it was. Um, so now it's kind of turned into like this seven night run, which I think will still be great, but it'll be interesting to see if they do any sort of theme, like, like the, the Baker's dozen, um, or, or just, they will be like normal, you know, a normal seven night run. I mean, when they announced the Baker's dozen, the theme, and obviously the concept for the whole thing was already baked, no pun intended, but like, you know, uh, you know, with, with the intro video and obviously the tickets and all that stuff, I don't. You know, I'm not reading into. <laughs> I don't know what there is to read into. There's been no hints so far, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, and like, I guess, are you alluding to like the Sweet Sixteen situation? Is that what you mean? Like how there was? Yeah, there were a lot of rumors. About, about, yeah. yeah, there were rumors about that, and then I think, yeah, I think it was even like bigger than that to start with. But yeah, I think then Sweet Sixteen. I think then they were dropping it down to thirteen, and then somehow it ended up being seven. Even it's weird that like the Sunday night. At, of the second weekend there's no show you know which is which is kind of annoying i wish there was there must be something else scheduled that night i haven't checked but like having just two shows that weekend makes it a little bit of less of a draw to come from further away i know yeah. there were there were originally rumors that like billy joel being in the middle of it kind of kind of messed them up um but I just always thought that there was going to be like a Billy Joel drop in and uh, <laughs> play some covers. Kind of, yeah, play some Billy Joel songs. Piano Man. We didn't start the Where's... fire with fish singing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's Where's your favorite place to catch a show, Greg? Um, good question. You know. Unfortunately, I've I, I'm sort of I've always stuck to the East Coast. The farthest west I've been is Cincinnati. Um, I did go to Miami for uh, for the New Year's run in '03, um, but most of my most of my fishing has been done around around here. I mean, I love being outdoors. I love I did um, a bunch of the festivals, you know, Lemon Wheel and Oswego and it, it and all those. Like, I love I love being outdoors and in nature. Um, I went with friends even to like uh albany uh in in 2018 and like it was beautiful up there in the fall the venue wasn't great but like it was just nice kind of we went hiking during the day and like camped out at night and uh that was a lot of fun um but i guess favorite venues i don't know i mean i know spac gets a lot of shit but like i've always i've always enjoyed spac i really enjoyed going to bethel this summer i thought that was like a beautiful venue and like a cool area to be in um mm. i don't really have like one venue i mean i've seen most of my shows at msg just because it's it's close by and they play there all the time but yeah. i don't think there's like one venue that really sticks out to me i mean personally if i could have fish play in uh 
Indio, California every year, that would be uh, ideal. I mean, it just seems like is... as, we get, as we get older, the closer fish plays to us. <laughs> yeah. in the best venue. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm an extreme advocate of them playing at the Coachella fairgrounds or whatever they call it. Because if you like seeing fish outdoors, there's in all the places I've ever seen them outdoors, there's nothing like that. You know, yeah. like the Gorge, Alpine Valley, SPAC dicks you know like all these outdoor venues that they frequent you know and all the all the amphitheaters on the east coast and in the south and midwest deer creek you know like indio it was just felt the cleanest the smoothest like the you know just like what is fish doing here it's too clean yeah <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to um, to Magna Ball because uh, I I was having a kid around that time. But um, but that was supposed to Watkins Glen was supposed to be a beautiful venue, and uh, that festival you know gets a lot of hype. Yeah, it was a Magna Ball. It was great. Yeah, it really was. It was it was nice. Like the area is nice. You know, it, it's it's a you know very like you feel like you're in like America when you're there. You know. You're on like a speedway, you know, <laughs> there's like, I'm Canadian. So like, I, I can say that, you know, like I was like in America and like, there was like corner stores selling a lot of beer and like just people out on the streets enjoying their summer and like the, in the outskirts of town, you know, it, it was fun. It's always fun going to new places and and just kind of exploring different areas that you that you've never been to before. Hundred percent. Like I remember on a whim, like going to Orange Beach. You mm. know, I was like, let's let's just do it. Let's go. And I'd never been to that part of the world before, and it was awesome. Like that was America. <laughs> it, was, it was just like I, what do they call that place like what's the there's like a there's like a nickname for that area it's like the like the Riviera or something of the south or something like that I can't remember what it's called anyway it really was like the beach the water the like the roadside bars like everything was just like you know not fish but everybody there was just like having the best time because it was hot and it was near the ocean and like the venue was small and people were drinking a lot of beer <laughs> and uh and it and it it was good and i've seen a bunch of shows in the south and they always it's always a fun crowd down there you know you know what i thought of when you were talking about that was uh more the when they go down to Mexico and that there, and there's other people like that book their vacation for that same week. <laughs> I remember I, you were just talking about like, Oh fish, you know, it's like, obviously, you know, it has, a, is a certain scene and then like, it seems out of place in certain places, I guess maybe, but man, like I just, I just remember being down in Mexico that one year and just being like, I feel so bad for all of these people that are here for their one week you know, in the sun, 
from whatever wintry place that they, they've come. <laughs> and half of this hotel is taken over with just wookery, you know? Um, oh, and just like the things that are going on during the day at the pool. In the pool, yeah. Like I couldn't imagine being there with like my little kids. I mean, I would love it and, you know, know what to expect if I brought my kids to Mexico. But like a good old wholesome family that's like down in Mexico for their, you know, annual vacation. And and all of a sudden they are just like exposed to just like the ultimate mind bending and visual. (laughs) I mean, it would probably be scary. You know, it's weird they, they don't make it more. It it's weird they don't make it more isolating. Like just put everyone, you know, just just block off one or two hotels or however many you need, and like put everyone in there. I mean, right? it's so well known now at that you know Moon Palace that like that they throw show because it's not just fish, right? I mean, it doesn't like I mean, so many people. That's where Planet in the Sand is. Did widespread yeah. do something down there? I mean, like there's also yeah, in like, like Dark Star Orchestra country. Yeah, like there's so much that goes on there. So at this point in time, it's kind of like, I feel like if you just Googled the uh, your the resort as you were assessing places to go, you might come across the fact that there's a giant permanent stage and maybe, you know, are currently at risk of, of <laughs> you know, there being a show on. But that first year, I mean, again, I don't have the history. So maybe they always threw shows at that other place that whatever it was called. What was that place called? Barcello, the Barcello, yeah. Um, you know, I just really feel like, at least for me, it was so novel, and so I just like invented in my mind that it was the first time I'd ever had a show there. There was all these, you know, regular vacationers that just got descended upon. Anyway, <laughs> have you ever been down to Mexico, Greg? Not for fish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I meant for fish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a. It's great. Like Oh, I'm sure it's great. I mean, not not only do you get like a ridiculous vacation out of it, but then you get to see your favorite band for four nights, you know, it's it's gotta be wild. Yeah, and your hotel room's like, you know, you can walk it's just like so accessible, right? Like your accommodation is right there, you're on the beach, you're in the water, and I know that from year to year there's some you know, the the water situation always seems to be changing, but at least the time I went, you know, you're in the water. It's your favorite band. And during the day, you just hang out. It's, you know, beautiful, sunny. So good. Yeah, you just, like, recover, like, laying on the beach. Last year. Have a snack. (laughs) Like, it's amazing. It's so sad to think that, like, you know, like, I feel like I will never experience that. You know, like, I I will never see fish in Mexico. And, like, or even, like, I'll never, I'll probably never go to, like, Red Rocks or the Gorge, you know? It, it, it like, sucks to think that. Well, don't think that. I know, but it's... You know, <laughs> Manifest. Hard, it's hard to do these things, you know? No, as you I, 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 I feel you. Responsibilities. I feel you. Totally. And hopefully these guys keep going until uh, their fingers fall off. Yeah. You know? What do you think? Like, you think they're just going to, like, push it until they physically can't do it anymore? I hope so. I hope so. Or do you think that like their like mentality is like, you know, when they can't perform to the level that they're 
probably expected to perform, they'll just like call it quits. You love speculating about this. I mean, I Trey doesn't, Trey's definitely not slowing down. That guy can't stop working. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, exactly. I see such a zest for life and zest for what they're doing that like, and, and the fact that, and, and by that, I mean that there was, you know, let's be honest, there was a point in time when, you know, people said, if I have to play you enjoy myself the rest of my life, like, you know, whatever, right? And so that was a different, different vibe, right? But like, now I see exactly to your point, Greg, like he's got such a zest, he just keeps going as soon as fish stops, he's on tab tour, as soon as tab tours has two days off, he's on he, he, he's on goose tour you know when there's, no, when there's no tour he's like in his apartment with like spoons and you know buckets like making music the guy yeah can't he can't stop and i think that because they've changed and morphed so i mean their their whole ethos is evolution right i mean and we can find the the, the joy in the evolution and we can also you know have nostalgic you know views on certain times or eras or or wish they played you know antelope more like whatever the thing is right but like in no uncertain terms these guys are always evolving and they're not scared to and so i don't see this as being like you know the who arena rock tour where they play like the same set every night and they just get like shuttled from city to city you know into the future obviously right i could see them legitimately continuing to morph continuing to change and evolve you know maybe their fingers aren't as fast as they used to be that you know but like right or whatever it is but they just seem to be able to adapt and they seem to be like open-minded to it and i think change has really rewarded them along the way and they've come to like appreciate you know like fish tries everything and like half of it falls flat and half of it works and like that's been so much of the magic right that I, and maybe I'm just being optimistic, I could see them continuing to evolve, you know, and just figure out what a band is when you're 70 or what a band, you know, like, that's cool. Well, we know um, a guy or a couple of guys who are still playing in their 70s, right? Right. Bob Weir's, Bob Weir's never going to stop. Exactly. Right. And, you know, he's got a good crew out there, you know? Um Yeah. Yeah, I always wonder, like, you know how, like, everyone shits on, like, 90s dead. I kind of wonder, like, at what point are we in 90s dead with fish, you know? Or, (laughs) like, how do you, I don't know. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. And at some some points in the three-point era, I have thought that we were in 90s dead. But then they come back around and they just blow my fucking mind. Yeah. You know? Like and particularly been... 4.0, I think, has been so interesting, right? Like, I am... There's still so much potential in every show. I mean, I saw... I've seen, like, seven shows this year. It's it's all been... Or not this year, last year. And uh, and they were all incredible. They were all so much fun. Yeah. I mean, they, every show... I don't want to stop. If Trey doesn't want to stop, I don't want to stop. Yeah, please. <laughs> please keep going. But, like you know, say one of them does want to stop. Like, there's so many variables. There's four guys, right? And, like, without all four of them on the on the wagon, then it's not going to happen, right? It'll be some other iteration of, you know, fishing co. Or, which, yeah, like... That would, be a hard, that would be a hard loss if, you know, if, if one of them wasn't involved anymore. That would, that would change things up a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't you can't, like to think you about can't it. just replace a member like that. Who do you think is the most expendable? No. <laughs> I, I can't pick one. It's hard. I hate hard. I hate this morbid curiosity around it. I, I exactly. You can't. It's not it doesn't work like that. It's yeah. it's it's for people. Yeah. You know, you can't separate them out. That's like one of the very interesting I think one of the most interesting things is that it's like they're in inextricable from each other. I think. But I'm highly biased. Yeah, we can. You guys are excited. You guys got some shows coming up in a few weeks. Oh my god, it's like <clears throat> dreams come true. We yeah, I was man. talking about this already. It's like the same when we got that Hollywood Bowl announcement. It was literally like back in two thousand and eight when they were like, you know what, we're gonna come back. You guys get excited. It's we're coming back. You haven't seen us in a really long time, and we're gonna play at this incredible venue. It's the same feeling I got when that happened. Love it. Because like them playing at the Hollywood Bowl is is dreams. It's a pretty magical place. It just uh, sounds great, feels great, is great. I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah. I mean, and it's like the closest venue to my house. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're getting three nights, you know, which just like three nights is the right amount of nights because you're guaranteed. You, you're going to get a, you're going to get it all, you know, yeah. um, in the way that like, like a one night stresses me out. Two nights is like you better do two because, you know, uh, but three I feel so comfortable. Like it's zero stress. Three shows. It's like I am going to get some serious fish. Yeah, they've, they've, they've so fish. satisfied afterwards. Like be they completely have, satiated. They have never done a three night LA run before. Mm. Never. They've done two, rarely, but they've never done three. Yeah, sure. They'll play like San Diego, LA, Santa Barbara, but that's not the same place. No, you know, like they played 13 nights in a row, MSG. You know, LA's a big <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we finally get three. Well, wee wee. I can't wait. It is, uh, I hope it lives up to the hype. And they play antelope. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get an antelope. I think that's three nights. You think you're going to get an antelope? I hope they don't play it at the Greek. <laughs> Are you going? Wait, we already talked about that. You're not going to go to the Greek. I mean, you never know what could happen. It's highly unlikely that I'm going to go to the Greek. And if I do, it would be for one night. And like, which one night? The first night? Because like, then if I'm there for the first night, am I going to want to stay for the second night? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Yeah. Time. And like, I just need to, you know, in my old age, I need to save my energy for, for the three nights at the Hollywood Bowl. I don't want to, you know, blow it too early. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because that can happen, you know, if you want one of Jack's tips, you don't want to <laughs> blow, blow too early. There wanna, is so many, know, as Jack always said. As Jack always says, the first night is the warm up. Get your legs about you. Save it for the second There's night. There's so many good memes 
uh, on Instagram in particular about like, I'm you know, take it like, easy the first night. <laughs> or like, or like 1.0 hours, you know, like whatever it is, right? Like 1.0 hours on the third night of a run, like just like whatever, you know, if it's like the House of Dragons, like show or like whatever it is, right? People, <laughs> right. They always, they always have, there was one the other day that was hilarious. Some of those guys are just so creative, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you definitely, we don't, you know, on the steam we used to, you know? I mean, the only, um, the only drawback to them playing at the Hollywood Bowl and you emphasized your excitement about sleeping in your own bed, but mm. like, I kind of look at it as I'm sleeping in my own bed, but so are my kids. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, you're be on they're, it. They're, they're there at like seven in the morning when, yeah. or six even when it's like Saturday morning, Sunday morning. When you're still sleepy. Yeah, Monday morning, you know, when it's like time. Yeah, that Monday's going to be the the toughest one. Oh, that Monday's going to be a real rough one. (laughs) Drink a lot Um, of water. That's another one of Jack's tips. Drink a lot of water. Yeah, stay hydrated. Good tip. Stay hydrated. Yeah. So, um, do we want to, um, do we want to touch yeah. on Jack a little bit? What some of our, you know, we might have a little bit of a, what do we call it? Fan collab. Collab. Yeah. We've collabed in the past on a couple things, but this might be, uh, this might be one for the books. Maybe. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's really gonna, gonna hit for everyone <laughs> who holds a wook. You know, they are going to be treated like royalty. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, uh, or we're, we're going to release, uh, release some more tapes, uh, get them out there, get the sets out. And the, uh, and the top of the tape tree is, uh, is wook holders. We won't give too much away. We'll let everyone know on Twitter exactly what's happening and when, but the more wooks you hold, the more, uh, you shall be able to claim is that that's the teaser is that a good teaser yeah that, i think it's a good teaser if you're a wook holder yeah yeah and if you're not a wook holder then what is a better time than right now to yeah. go and get one so we can things to public, happen. public knowledge now we can let let people know that wook holders will are gonna double down on fan sets if if uh you know if yeah uh, if we're gonna start building the hype and if you've been listening until now and, exactly. <laughs> you are, and you are not a Wook holder, what are you, you waiting for? A Wook, so shouldn't you be a Pixel Wook holder? Like it's, it's time, man. Yeah. You've come this far. So join the club. Yeah. Floor is low. Cool, guys. guys are high. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. I could chat with you guys all day. 